Hey, Augmenters, super excited about our conversation today centered on our sixth principle, consistency. A lot of people talk about starting something, but keeping it going over time is the true magic. The king of consistency, Alex Trebek, is our spirit guide for our sixth principle, showing up day in and day out for more than 37 seasons. We were inspired by his curiosity, authenticity, and slightly snarky sense of humor to bring out the best in Jeopardy contestants. So without further ado, this is Augmenters. Julie, this is principle number six. I can't believe we're already here. Principle number six. We are, we are, we are moving around our compass. We're in our dinghy. We're going places, you know, each, each trying to row, watching out for waves. So principle number six, this is maybe the longest principle in any mentoring relationship, meaning the longest amount of time involved is principle number six. We've called it consistency. Can you speak on that? Well, as you're saying that, it's kind of the long haul, right? It's that like day in, day out, um, week in, week out, month in, month out, whatever you and your mentor have really decided are going to be the you know, time frame of your relationship. And that's really just, as you always say, doing the reps, that's having those times of conversations. You continue to show up for each other over time so that you can really develop this long-term relationship. We interviewed my mentor, Pete Brace, at the very beginning of our episode, and we've been doing this for 25 years. That's not quite as long as, as our, our special symbol has been, was, was around, but um, for, for, you know, for this is just really, it's just that consistency. It's just continuing to show up for each other. Is there a certain way that Pete and you uh, make sure you're consistent? You know, like, do you, do you always text the same time of year or do you call him on his birthday? You know, something like that. Well, he really loves Uncle Julio's. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, which is a fabulous Mexican restaurant shout out here in Chicago. So I always know when I'm in town, I take Pete to Uncle Julio's or we go to Uncle Julio's. Sometimes he takes me, sometimes I take him. Um, and of course we talk and text over the phone, but you know, three, four times a year, we're having, you know, chips and guac and catching up about everything that's happening with both of us. So we have that ongoing, um, we have the ongoing consistency of the time that we spend together. And then we also, you know, supplement it, augment it with conversations, uh, you know, throughout the year. But for us, for 25 years, that's been our, our go-to, Uncle Julio's. Thank God they're still open. Uncle Julio's. It might be a chain, because I remember seeing one in the Washington, D.C. area. But that's great. I, I think that's something actually really important, that it, it's, it's kind of silly, Uncle Julio's, but there are those rocks that you always come back to, to truly kind of, uh, you you know put you back in the moment with this person. You always think of that other person, and that that is really important with any consistent relationship. You got to have that reason to keep thinking about somebody else. So what about what is what? Uh, but I want to hear your consistency with with Pete Wilson. How how does that show up? Whenever I am driving before six thirty in the morning, the only person who will pick up consistently is Pete Wilson. So I call him. Perfect. I don't know if he appreciates it as much as he's getting older, but he, he still gets up really early on his own. The old construction days, he can't shake that, that style. And he'll call me and, or I'll call him. And sometimes he'll go, geez, Jimmy, I've, I've only had a, one cup of coffee, honestly. 
oh, give me give me a little time here. It's five forty five in the morning. I'm like, well, I'm going somewhere, Pete. I gotta call you. A, I can hear him saying that, and B, you know, you're you're a good fun person to start the morning with. So I'm sure, despite his grumbling, he's probably happy to to have those conversations with you. Probably gets him going, I would think. Yeah, he doesn't say much in the beginning, but he he, he warms up as I start going downhill. So, so speaking of consistency and really never going downhill, our spirit guide for principle number six, I think is perfect. We've already talked about it. I couldn't be more excited to celebrate someone who we all know, a huge NPS in Q score, none other than... The most amazing uh, host, I would say, of any game show is Alex Trebek. <laughs> Jeopardy host, Alex Trebek. I think he he speaks to consistency better than anyone else. Uh, rest in peace. But his Alex as a symbol and as a person very much continues to live on. And I think he would be very pleased that we were speaking about him and honoring his legacy by talking about consistency and how much he really did care about other people. And it came through continually on his show. And just like we're talking about why you start to think about somebody else and it's those little things that show you. And, and, I, and, I, and I think that that kind of consistency and how you kind of click into the mindset and show you care is really exemplified by our first symbol of consistency, which will be the thinking music, that Jeopardy song. But as soon as you hear that, everybody knows that's Jeopardy and you are ready to take a minute and try to figure something out. And it's, it is that cue, like we say about consistency, that cue that, you know, like you said, you're having, you know, the time that you're going to be talking to your mentor at 640, it's 5.45 in the morning, you're going for nachos, or you know that, you know, for some people, it's like the last Thursday of the month, they know that they're going to have that time with their mentor, they're going to have time to have that conversation. So yeah, you know, you got to be ready. You know, when the thinking music comes, you got to get, you know, get your, get your brain going. And this is exactly the same thing. Get ready. It's literally the soundtrack for consistency is the thinking music. Time to get time to get into the mindset. Speaking of consistency on top of consistency, Trebek would hear that theme song anywhere from 10 to 15 times a day because he would film five to six episodes each day when they were in season and shooting. They would shoot an entire season in less than 50 days. So that's almost 230 shows in about 46 days. Talk about consistency, putting in the work, putting in the reps, and just, just showing up. 37 years. 37 years and all those episodes. How do you think he maintained his consistency? Do you think he just kept focused on being present with the contestants, being present with what he was doing? What do you think his tips were? What do you think, and what do you think are some tips we can glean from that? I think a big one would be staying true to yourself and that he would say all the time that he truly had an intellectual curiosity and a love of learning. And he, his quote is, he never lost that love of learning. And that is why I succeeded as a Jeopardy host. Trebek literally said that in one of his later interviews. Well, and I wonder too, I mean, thinking about his love of learning, which is great because Jeopardy is all about learning new facts and learning, you know, new little tips and trivia that you can use later on and, you know, wow, your friends and your 
you know, business partners. Um, but the other thing I really wonder if he was uh, really curious about or what he enjoyed about consistency was the opportunity to meet all the contestants. Because I often think my favorite part of Jeopardy, I'm not great with trivia and facts, sometimes I forget details, but I love the stories from the contestants because there are some really hilarious people that have been on Jeopardy over the years and they tell some really crazy stories about what's important to them. They always ask these kind of wacky questions. So I feel like for me, when I'm thinking about what I got out of the time with Alex Trebek in 37 years is his ability to get kind of those little like nuggets from people that are really memorable. Um, so for me, a little bit, the second symbol, of course, after the consistency of the theme music is that contestant banner, is that conversation uh, and those little nuggets that people people share with each other. Symbol number two. I love it. The contestant banter. And what's funny is just like you're talking about Pete Brace and how you and Pete would go to Uncle Julio's. Well, that is some of that, quote unquote, mundane items of life that really build a richness of a relationship where you start to care about the little things that somebody else cares about just because you care about that person. And, and that truly, I think, builds on consistency. It's almost like slowly built, like if you've built a foundation of a relationship over the first five principles, all the way up to connection. Well, now you start adding on all these small pieces, which really are the richness and uniqueness to uh, two, two people. Totally. And so, Jimmy, I'm going to put you on the spot. So if you were uh, on Jeopardy and somebody came over and said, here's Jimmy from Boston, what would be your, you know, fun fact that what would be the one story about yourself that you'd want to share that would be memorable? Well, first, I would want to be authentic and say I'm from a town next to Boston. That would be critical. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's an important distinction. And, and I guess uh, my fun fact would be that uh, I would always prefer to be extemporaneous to think of these things. And therefore, I was lucky enough to work at Fenway Park, where the Boston Red Sox play baseball, in 2003. And when they lost to those darn Yankees in Game 7, I vowed that I would never work another playoff game because obviously it was my fault for working and not just sending my positive energy to Red Sox Nation is why we lost in 2003. I got the job again in 2004. You know, I'm in the stands working security. Last game of the season, I, I handed in my shirt, never worked another game. Needless to say, Red Sox took home the World Series, got the ship in 2004. So I, I feel very connected. Oh my God. I love that story. And it tells a lot about you and who you are and what you care about. Obviously Red Sox, but also others. Um, you said maybe are more, that makes you sound quite powerful, I must say. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, think, I think it shows the strangeness of convictions and probably does uh, uh, under, uh, underscore quite a few of my idiosyncrasies. So yes, that, that story might hit more than I was expecting. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And those are those great stories that people that's super memorable. And then people always, you know, remember you for that. So even I know at this point, we're talking about consistency, you already have your mentor, you're already having these conversations. But this is a little bit of what we even talk about with your pitch too. you know, letting people know something about you that makes you a bit different, that makes you a bit memorable as well. Um, so I think, yeah, that contestant banner and also in the show, like, you know, exactly when it's going to come. It's after the commercial break, it kind of breaks up, you know, all of the thinking, all of the deep uh, knowledge that's being transferred on the show and it gives you an opportunity to really get to know somebody. So I love that. And I love hearing other people's um, stories. Like what's, you know, what's their little nugget about themselves that they always want to share. And, and it's so important too, because those little pieces of listening and bringing those back, it again, it, it shows to the, to the person you're getting this mentor relationship with. Oh yeah, we did have a connection. Oh, there was a reason that when this person initially reached out, I was drawn to them. Oh, you know, you, if you were searching for somebody, you're like, oh, there's a reason I was actually searching for this person because of all these little stories that have been built a much more full representation of the person you're, you are, you know, uh, in, engaged with and continuing to have a relationship with. So yeah, it, it, it's huge. It's huge. And it's so fun too. So all those little stories continue to build a fuller picture of, of the person. So if you start with a stick figure in your first conversation, you slowly you know, continue to add color and nuance and texture to this relationship that you're building over time. And it can be with just the little mundane stories can really enrich a relationship, but it can't always be mundane. So I propose that our third symbol of consistency is none under than the daily double. Oh my gosh. Daily double. I, I wish I could like replicate the music somehow, like where, 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 where. And and maybe this is obvious that there can be no thinking of Jeopardy again without the daily double. But what's great is that it brings this little piece of excitement as well. So we just talked about, you know, you got to kind of get in the zone, understand why you're always showing up with this person and why you always think about them. Then you want to come down to kind of these you know, just like the, the small little conversations of life, like what did you have, where did you have your coffee this morning? Is that enrich it? But then you always have to bring something new. Like you can't, I can't tell the same story about Boston Red Sox baseball to you every time we meet. It needs to be something different. It, it, and, and some of this is, is putting on your Door Explorer backpack and filling it up so you have new stories, but it's got to be something interesting. Uh, and what, and I think again, like Trebek is a fantastic person to do that because he, he would totally lean into being kind of snarky and, 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 and that wasn't planned. That was truly him. And so all of his kind of topical references or whatever else, he didn't know those were coming. He would say that live in the moment because he was still, you know, being a person outside of Jeopardy and continuing to basically know he was entertaining his audience and entertaining the contestants. Yeah. And he kept letting you know a little bit more about himself over time, right? Even though he was the host, he was kind of the one in charge of the of the show, in charge of the conversation. He did always, as you said, show a little bit more about himself, which I think is another one, another factor that we can take into it. So even as the mentor, you always make sure you're still, even though you're you know, technically the mentor, you're technically um, the one maybe more giving context and information than, than um, getting it, but just always keep giving little details about yourself and always bring something new uh, as well. So I think that that, and I think the Daily Double also gives everybody an opportunity to sort of pause in the show and it gives you an opportunity to sort of think, you got a couple of seconds here, everybody gets to take a deep breath, 
you know, you got to write down your, um, your answers and really think about it. You also have to make some decisions too, I think in the daily double about how you're going to, you know, are you going to like double down? Are you going to, how confident are you in maybe what you're going to be responding to? So I think that also gives an opportunity to sort of sit and think and, and, and provide just some kind of, um, you know, kind of a moment to think about how you're going to tackle, tackle the next thing, which I, which I think is important in a relationship as well. You know, how do you kind of, how do you kind of keep moving forward? What is, what is the next phase of what you're, what you're doing? Yeah, there's, there's no reason to rush inconsistency. Just bring something that continues to be authentic to you uh, and be ready to share. I think that's another piece of the daily double. Like you're not going to, you're, you're not going to enrich your relationship unless you're ready to risk something that might feel a little silly, but you have to trust in everything you've already built with either your mentee believer or your mentor guide. To say the one thing I noticed about him too, I mean, he just really, even, uh, you know, 20 years in, you know, of course, I remember when I was a kid, obviously Jeopardy being on and then through all my whole lifetime. And now my kids all like they love Jeopardy. They loved watching Jeopardy um, even as teenagers. And they they got such a kick out of it. Their friends watched it. They would just you know sit on the couch watching Jeopardy. So the fact that he was able to cross over from probably, you know, I think of women in their 80s, Jed's Uncle Millie loved Jeopardy and had him watching it. And then, you know, 16 year old girls all cuddled up on the couch watching Jeopardy together as well. So the fact that he was able to have this consistency across generations for all these years is remarkable, is remarkable. There's very few people, I think, today that can can do this for for this long. And what we've seen is that he's got really, really big shoes to fill. And I think it's been hard to figure out who takes the um, kind of gauntlet from here. Uh, there's obviously been some challenges. There's definitely been some challenges. Uh, how the executives at Jeopardy have kind of tried to find their find the next host because there's no replacement, but the next person to be with Jeopardy because the show obviously still has value. And you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, and I I, I do think it comes back to authenticity. So it kind of when we we're talking about principle three in the search and you need to show your own tweed when you're out there searching, I think this comes back to maybe showing your own tweed just throughout being consistent in your relationship. If you show something in the search that should also be authentic to you. And just like Jeopardy was always uh, consistent and Trebek kind of had this like workmanlike manner and it wasn't really about himself. It was about the contestants. You know, he stopped everything in the show to go talk to each contestant and we learned something about them. I think Jeopardy uh, as, a sh- as a show and producers could come back to, th- to that and be more authentic in what their search is. And I, I found this like, like fantastic quote from Trebek that I think really uh, uh, evinces his consistency and his, his, his really like just kind of lunch pail continuing to put in the work effort where, uh, you know, so in 2019, he went live and told everybody about his pancreatic cancer diagnosis but he continued to work and that was, he was already 35 years in. So he worked for two more years. And so when he returned for season 36, after he had already uh, told everybody about his, his cancer diagnosis, he was asked, you know, in, in some of the publicity before starting season 36, you know, how he felt about starting this season, you know, and there was all this emotion behind it because, you know, he had this terminal disease and everything else. And Trebek responded with, you know, his, his kind of wry smile and said, oh, well, you know, season 36 feels a lot like the season before season 37. 
And, and it was just this, he, he still stayed true to himself. He still was a little bit snarky, uh, but showed how he was going to keep being there, keep being consistent, keep showing up for as long as he could. And uh, it actually makes me a little emotional when, you know, when there's someone that, you know, will like kind of always have your back. And I think this is a super important part about consistency. It's that you might not talk to somebody all the time and you might not actually, uh, you know, be as consistent in their life you know, on a daily basis, monthly basis, maybe even yearly basis. But just knowing that you have this relationship that you've built, even if it was 10 years ago, but if you've truly kind of gone through all these principles of mentoring up to this point, you know, uh, and, and you still have reasons where you think about that. I think about a basketball coach uh, who is a mentor of mine, uh, I think is now 15 years ago, almost, maybe it was 13 years ago. Coach Mike, you're getting old, Jimmy. Yeah, you're yeah, getting old. Yeah, a young, a young Jimmy at 22, coaching high school basketball. Coach Mike Desmond, I had not talked to him in at least a decade, and I still think about him numerous times a year because that thinking music always cues me to think about Coach Des. So uh, there, there's something. And then the next step from there is just like reaching out too. And I think that's a little bit of the movement that we're trying to make with this, with what we're doing, our work together is remind people to think about those relationships. I know conversations we have, and then they're like, oh, I should probably reach out and say, hey, and just see how they're doing um, too. So that's a good reminder. Yeah. Just to have those, keep having those conversations. I couldn't agree more. I, I'm not sure a, a better way to, to end consistency other than saying, just keep reaching out. That's, that's the simplest uh, piece of it to, to keep caring, keep coming with something interesting that you're taking out of your backpack. Mm -hmm. So I just so admire somebody who is able to inspire so many people across so many generations for so many years, stay consistent. And I'm really glad that we got a chance to do a deep dive on a really special person who is definitely missed. Very much missed. Alex Trebek, always bringing it. I mean, he did have a degree in philosophy, you know, word up. He did. And also, didn't he really, I remember you shared, I know we've had a, we've had previous conversations about Alex Trebek because we really love to geek out about him. But I remember a very sweet story you shared that I think his one regret in life was that he had not met his wife sooner and had not been able to spend more time with her. And even though they had been married for maybe 20 some years, um, that that was his one regret. Alex Trebek almost cursed George Bush Sr. on an interview because he said, and again, you're gonna get a little emotional here on consistency, but he said that he wished he could have met his wife, Jean, a little earlier, that even though he'd been married for 29 years to Jean uh, before, he, before Alex passed, that George Bush Sr. had 70 plus years with Barbara. That story you told me quite a while ago, and I always remember it. So again, these little nuggets that you remember about people and, and things over time. That is a really sweet story. And um, yeah, something to hashtag goals. <laughs>
Julie and I will remain consistent with this principle of mentoring in our next episode when we chat with our friend and one of my mentors, Seth Goldman, the co-founder and TEO of Honest Tea, an advocate for conscious capitalism through impact business. See you soon. If you want to help Julie and Jimmy in our mentoring journey, then please subscribe because we all should ask for help. Thank you to our producer, Erica Samus. Thank you.